Welcome, everyone, to the Sonoma Spiel. My name is Tim Zahner with the Sonoma Valley Visitors Bureau. It's a gorgeous day in Sonoma Valley, and I'm not just paid to say that, but I am paid to say that, but it really is a gorgeous day here in Sonoma Valley. And today, today I have an extremely very special guest star, and I know every single week I say that, this time I actually mean it, this time I really, really mean it, and I want to introduce you to Emily Charrier with the Sonoma Index Tribune. Emily, how are you? Hello, Tim. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm glad you're here. Did I, am, did I mispronounce your last name again? You know, everybody does, so right. I just have kind of let it go. Okay. But Charrier is Charrier. the butchered French that my people Charrier. have taken on. <laughs> just la Charrier. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> Charrier. Emily Charrier. Thank you. Thanks, Tim. I'm excited to be here. Um, talking all things Sonoma. Yeah, and you're the expert because you, you literally are the newspaper editor. And publisher. And publisher. So that's why you have the eye twitch, because like something's due right now. <laughs> <laughs> Always, every of, second of every day. But. Of, of the Sonoma Index Tribune, which is the largest newspaper in Sonoma. It is. Yeah, it is. So that's good. We do have competition, shockingly. Oh, barely. Come on. <laughs> and if he's listening, come on, ask me about the podcast. I'll get you on next. Um, <laughs> hey, Val. <laughs> exactly. So, Emily, tell me, what is the Sonoma Index Tribune? Sonoma Index Tribune has been Sonoma's hometown paper since mm-hmm. 1879. Um, okay, so you're kind of new to the game, huh? Uh, okay, good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We're really getting on the fad. Um, <laughs> just at the perfect time in the industry. Too. It's just on the upswing. Like newspapers um, go all in. Put all your money into newspapers, kid. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be rich. <laughs> it's clearly where the money is. Right, exactly. Um, but we have been twice weekly since the 1970s okay. and a uh, just classic hometown paper with pictures of your kids and uh, city politics and everything. It's, it's a legit. So I'm holding up the paper right here. It's a normal. Uh, bro, well, I wouldn't say broad sheets. All the it sheets have gotten smaller. Broad sheet. Yeah. Broad sheets got smaller though when the new printing presses came out about ten years ago. I think they, they did. They used to be They're broader. Still called broad sheets though. Weirdly. Okay. Um, oh. So already the media is lying to me, Emily. I know. We're just famous for <laughs> so you're like a legit newspaper, very long, printed on paper, the whole thing. Um, and you cover the, the news of Sonoma, Sonoma we Valley. We um, we, and you've been here, like you said, since uh, what's your 143rd year in Sonoma Valley. Not you. I wish. The newspaper. Then I'd be a vampire, probably. Oh, my gosh. Could you get a vampire column? <laughs> I feel like we probably have vampires here. We just haven't discovered them yet. That'd be like, great. If you were a vampire, wouldn't you come here? It's timeless. You wouldn't get like lost in the shuffle of... Oh, that's a good point. Okay. You know, There's always a steady source of new people. Right. Visiting. Tourists, Tourists can come. Would and, just disappear and, and, and no like, one would know. What happened? They went to Sonoma. <laughs> And then they went, boy, this turned dark really fast. Thanks. Thanks, Emily. This is great. When you sit down with a newspaper person, you have to expect a little bit of darkness. There is a certain bit of macabre that comes yes. with all the newspaper people. We spend too much time watching terrible things. Hey, you do. Well, let me ask you that. How, how did you end up becoming and, and reporting you know, in a wine country newspaper? How did you become a small town, a big time reporter in a small town newspaper? Whatever you, whatever, whatever you want to call it there. How that happened? I always joke that I should have found journalism much earlier than I did, although I found it quite young. Um, uh, and because I always was good at writing mm-hmm. and I always loved gossip. And okay. that's really all a newspaper is. So were you like it's in sixth grade, like passing notes and you're business. like, Billy said so-and-so. 
I just always wanted to know what was going on with everybody. Okay. And I was always asking questions and being nosier than I should have been. So you had a curiosity yes. about things. Yes, a hundred percent. And my grandmother, I credit her. She was an ardent reader of the Washington Post. She was in Bethesda, Maryland. Okay. And every summer I spent there, every morning we'd sit down and, and go read through the paper. The paper. Really? And it was like a big seminal part of my uh, coming to. But I actually didn't quite put it together until my freshman year of college. I was at the University of Oregon, which is a wonderful journalism school. Okay, okay. Actually, it was better when I was there. Really? It was better? It's gone, gone downhill down since you left? Bit. Wait, yeah, were these, yeah. are these the um, ducks or the beavers? I always make some ducks. Up. Ducks, thank you. Okay, go, um, go ducks. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. But, uh, sorry, I keep hitting hard beats. You're, um, <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> so you're up, there, you're up there in Oregon, and you were, were you majoring in something other than journalism at the time? I was going to do film at first. Okay. I went to this high school in Marin County that George Lucas had a film program at, and I had done For that real. junior, senior okay. year. Okay. And I was like, I thought I was going to be a little cinematographer. And then I had an internship at uh, Universal Pictures when I was young, and I realized Hollywood is awful. Um, so <laughs> I was like, just that's not going to work. Was it like a summer, a summer thing? Or yeah, like, okay. yeah, like just a PA internship right. type you know, and so thing. That's not for and you. I was just okay. like, oh, God, these are not my people. Okay. Um, so I was in journalism school trying to figure it out, and mm-hmm. uh, it was a f- fabulous program. So I started to take classes, and that was fish to water. You and then know. You're off was, you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had what, my first what job was the as name? a newspaper when I was 19. Really? Yeah. What yeah. was the name of the paper up there? Uh, the paper in Eugene is the Daily Emerald, but okay. I did not work there. Oh, did you I work? worked at a tiny middle of nowhere paper that really? I of like 45 minutes to called the Junction City News. I um, love this. The Junction City News. Now defunct. Oh. It was in this guy's house. We literally were in his, like, he lived upstairs and we were downstairs and his right. cats would come and, like, hang out with us. Oh, they were like and, the copy editors um, and stuff. Yeah. It was, like, total. This. Home makes hometown newspapers hometown newspapers alike. It was literally a town newspaper in a guy's home. Literally. And we wrote about like little old ladies Abel Skeever's recipes. That's fantastic. Abel Skeever's were real big. Abel Skeever's Skeever's are big in Oregon. Can you explain what those are? Festival. They're these Scandinavian donuts. Um, I'm in. And they had a Scandinavian festival every year. That was the Hmm. one thing Junction City, Oregon was famous for. And so, like, it was like every year who has the best Abel Skeever, and like people would get very competitive, kind of like here in wine, wine, but not nearly, <laughs> but with as like a bougie. fried carbohydrate, yeah. or a baked <laughs> and a bunch of grandmothers and tacky aprons. I love that. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, down in like Solvang, it's like the Danish capital of California or something. So there are these different towns that have, you know, a shtick. You gotta have a shtick. Rich history there, yeah. yeah. There you go. Okay, so you were you were the small town reporter of of Junction City. You graduated from Oregon. And then you put all your stuff into a, a bag, put your typewriter, your fedora, and you're like, I'm going to go off to the big city and be a newspaper reporter. So I graduated in 2006. So like, oh, the economy was right, no problem. It was going to be right awesome. When so, everything was starting was, to get a little It's going to go forever. It was going to keep going. And my first job, I don't know if you know this, my first job out of college was at the Sonoma Index Tribune. Um, oh, really? Okay. Bill Lynch hired me in okay. 2006 when I was 20. Okay. Um, uh, and. It was the best education I could ask for in terms of So it was like on-the-job training right there. When you have a family like that that has so much in the community, has put so much of their legacy into this publication, you just, you learn to appreciate it in a way that... You know, people who came up in corporate media just don't Completely have. different animal. Yeah. And, that's, and that's probably why we still have 
I mean, just put it out there. The reason we probably have a local newspaper, and even the larger newspaper we have, which is the Press Democrat, is because it's locally owned. A thousand percent. Right? I, I don't know if all of the newspapers in our company, Sonoma Media Investments, which has the Press Democrat, as you mentioned, right. um, and a slew of others. Sonoma Magazine, Petaluma Argus Courier, Sonoma County Gazette, the Cloverdale Reveille, um, uh, Hillsburg West Times and News. No, Hillsburg nope, Times and that's News. that's not us. <clears throat> oh, they're coming for you. La Prensa. Oh, La Prensa. Um, okay. <laughs> our Spanish language paper. Yes. I, I don't think that they would have all been able to They would have been survive. parted out. And, and it's, what's, it's like this year. What makes Sonoma so unique is, I mean, other than having one of the best podcasts around, is that <laughs> <laughs> we have this like crazy plaza Everyone loves it. It's a very small town and actual numbers, you know, the actual valley itself is like 40,000 people. So it's not a lot of people, which is, you know, it's like a rounding error for like a, a Dallas city, size city or something like that. But we have this really robust community feeling and the newspaper, I think, anchors it. And people, when I, when I started working here, they're like, did you, did you read in the paper? And I said, oh, I assume they meant the Press Democrat, which is the bigger daily paper or I don't know, the, the Chronicle, right? The San Francisco Chronicle. And they're like, no, I don't read that. I only read the next Tribune. Like, they literally only read the newspaper in Sonoma. Oh, it's fascinating. I'm also the publisher of the Petaluma Argus Courier, and we have about 50-50 infiltration okay. between Press Democrat and Argus Courier. Right down there for the news, um, right? Yeah, like that, you know, 50% of our people also get the PD, but here it's like, 26%. Right. Like, it's like they're it's, so Sonoma the loyal. IT. They're so <laughs> loyal. I love that. It's wonderful. And it um, still cracks me up that we're 24-7 online like everybody is right. nowadays. But some story will break on a Friday, but we don't have it in until the following Wednesday. Right. And it's been out there. Uh, it's been talked about, but Wednesday hits and my email blows, it blows up, up. people who haven't heard about it until that moment when they read it in the paper. Yeah, it's really amazing. It's, so you guys come out twice a, print twice a week, uh, Wednesday and Fridays, right? Yes. Okay. Um, and it's we have the most loyal readership. I joke all the time. Um, I don't think... Other newspapers enjoy this kind right. of. What do you think makes your newspaper different from other newspapers, like in other places? Like, what what makes it stand out or unique or I, bad? You can you can tell me. No one's listening. <laughs> Let's just air all the dirty. <laughs> just laundry. put it right here. Um, I think that we really take it personally um, in a way that I don't see at, at I sit on the California News Publishers Association board okay so I work with publishers all over the state of all different you know the LA mm -hmm. Times to little tiny weeklies like mine mm -hmm. and it, there's just a different sense of community here like mm. you were saying mm -hmm. like you can't just walk in here and start working in Sonoma right. you have to lay a lot of groundwork. You got to get to know get the people, yeah. know the stories. Yeah. yeah. It's always tricky when we have a new reporter because it's like, okay, a year from now you'll be useful to me. <laughs> but right now you're in this gray area. Do you ever where... tell him you're like, hey, go cover the chickens in the plaza and just see what he does? And Oh, I have had so many conversations about like, so there was this pink door and you know, <laughs> people lost people, their minds people, that there was a pink door. I love door. that people take great personal uh, attention, I'll just say attention to be kind of uh, ambiguous about it, about certain issues that in another place, you're like, why are we fighting about this? Exactly. I'm like, because there was a pink door and <laughs> it was ice selling ice cream. Had the audacity to want to paint their It was pink. the same color as bubblegum ice cream. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, 
yeah. But that's the thing. People care here more they do. than they care anywhere I've ever worked. That's good. Um, that's are, honestly what brought me back. I, okay. I had a little sojourn after my early reporter days here and worked in Dallas for a few oh, years. Oh, you did? So big city, big Were you working for a big newspaper there or like a smaller newspaper? I was working for a magazine company. We had four monthly editions focused on different neighborhoods and it would be like Preston Hollow where, you know, like fancy GW people live. Lives oh, wow. And okay. Mark Cuban. And Got it. Very bougie. So they kind of cover my neighborhood, too. Yep. And we'd have like Oak Cliff, which is the very hipster, artsy. And so it was really fun because right. we got to do so much different stuff. But it was so such a different experience really? to go from the, you know, bubble of right. Sonoma where everything we read was just consumed to right. this, like, really having to sell your stuff you know in a more, more crowded um, less like uh penetration in the market yeah less awareness probably and probably less you know loyalty to the product yeah i mean we did pretty well because we had that sweet neighborhood spot and everybody right. wants to know what's going on that's on right block. that's right and the dallas morning news dumped all of its neighborhood coverage and okay. the you know media onslaught of the internet and so that kind of like wait i want to know what that development down the street for me is like so this is before there. next door Yes, next door was just taking off okay. when we got when we were uh, in Dallas. On that topic, is next door good, bad, neutral Awful. for you? Awful. <laughs> like, but how are you going to know? Things, unless you want a recommendation for a plumber, like if that <laughs> that is golden. If I need a, but if I'm suspicious about someone, I think we should tell everybody and put up the worst of humanity. Let's take pictures of this. people's dog droppings. Do you see this dog poop? To the Whose dog poop is this? <laughs> Can you identify this? <laughs> to the person that cut me off, and you're like, oh yes, I think that person's just about to pull over read that comment oh dear did I cut you off it's and well the thing that's really toxic as Mm. you probably know being in your business is the misinformation you know (laughs) like people just get on these tirades the number of businesses that people claim the Matsons have bought that like no that you're hurting (laughs) well you know what's also interesting is that yeah people don't know and this next word does show the problem if you don't have newspapers, and I'll, I'll lump in also the, the, the Facebook groups, that you don't have an arbiter of somebody to say, you're not understanding the context, or you don't know how to read an agenda or an agenda packet for something. And so people assume, you know, this is terrible. And you're like, well, you, you haven't done what a reporter does, which is put in the work, put in the time, and know the story. Right, right. There's no fact checking. It's just right. somebody has a feeling like I saw a suspicious person on my block. It's like, oh my god. Or I saw a development sign up, and you're like, well, that development—it's been under development for 25 years, right? right? Like this right. is not new. I'm like, well, I just moved here, and they're going to develop. I'm like, yeah, we've been talking about that for literally 25 years, and it's just interesting how if you don't use paid professional, you know, newspapers, it's like, it's like you're not paying for writers. You're actually paying for editors, right? You're, you're paying for people who know stuff. Right. And their right. experience. And you're Ugh. paying for somebody who's going to take the time to read the 2,000-page you know, report right. that the school board releases. Right. Because that person's <laughs> just going to read the front page and be like, oh, they want to do this. Yeah, I just want to be angry. So I'm going uh, next door. Well, it is a great place for righteous anger. I it, do oh, love that. I, so we should just call it next door is righteous anger. Yes. Or the righteous yes. anger that's next door. Okay? I love it as an entertainment Right. Space. But unfortunately, people do tend to think of it as news, as which news. is unfortunate. That's not good. Next door, 
It's not news. No, no. It's like listening to your grandma as the uh, sole source of information in your life. That's like, true. Which grandmothers gonna, have wisdom on certain things. There's great things, yeah. If you Again, you but, need a plumber. Grandma's right. got you. But She might not know much about the environmental impact report on that bridge, though. Exactly. Right. Exactly. But maybe. Maybe your grandma's an I engineer. I mean, here we have amazing, amazing grandmas <laughs> who like have run countries. Well, that's true. We do, we do have mean, like... And, and also you had uh, in Oregon the Able Skiver... Right. Recipes. I mean, I'm grannies are my but, sweet spot, but um, you must deal with this. Where, like, the I'm sorry, I totally am struggling. That's to okay. That's articulate. okay. Go for um, it. The information that comes out of mm-hmm. there, you have to kind of fight it. You well, know, uh, it's when, funny because you mentioned. I'm assuming you mean like representing tourism and hospitality. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. We have one of those weird industries where the product is also a place where people live. So you have to be cognizant that, you know, we talk about the destination, but really that's resting upon a community, right? And oftentimes, the, what, I, what I'm putting out there at SonomaValley.com, get your visitor guide today, what I'm putting out there isn't actually 100% the truth of that place. It's the representation of what a visitor will experience. Because a visitor doesn't really want to go to the school board meeting or the water <laughs> board meeting, right? Because <laughs> maybe they work for a school board and they want to go on vacation. So I, right, so, so visitors bureaus are there to tell you about things to see or do, but very, um, you know, it's, it's very basic. Um, and it's also it's overwhelmingly positive. Shiny. It's shiny, yeah. right? And, but I, but we all know that, yeah. Right? Yeah. But some people are like, that's not what Sonoma Valley is. If they've been here for you know three hundred years, and I'm like, well, you're right, because that's what Sonoma Valley is to a visitor right now at that moment. Right. Who, you know, you and I. If I said, hey, Emily, do you want to go to dinner with a winemaker? You're like, oh my god, not a winemaker. Right? <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like, like again, there's so many winemakers. <laughs> but if you're visiting from Illinois, mm-hmm. that's exciting, right? Yeah. And and it is. I do love going to. Wine makers, just the ones that talk too much become cork dorks, and you know who I'm talking about. Those kind, you're like, Wah. so it's it's just that we do have to talk to people that that live here. That this is a major industry. Uh, it's a huge employer. Sixty percent of the town's income is derived from hospitality businesses. Um, but you know, at the same time, we I can't convince people just to Venmo me money. I have to get the Canadians here. They won't just Venmo me 300 bucks and say, thanks for the visit. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Canadians, yeah. you're all welcome. Come on down. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, can I ask you some questions? Always. Okay. <clears throat> Do you ever, just to shake things up, want to afflict the afflicted and comfort the comfortable rather than comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. Do you ever like today? I'm just going to be a jerk reporter. Today's the day. God, no. Well, so you're nice. Um, you're nice. Uh, well, I, I just God, I hope that doesn't exist in my industry in any meaningful <laughs> it capacity. You know what? Uh, only on one spot, one network. Yeah, we, yeah, well, yeah. That shall remain nameless. Um, okay. But I, I think you're never like going to wake up like today's the day. I'm going to take down the Girl Scout leader. That is my number one. Because <laughs> the Thin Mints, the great Thin Mints right there. Right, right, right. Um, uh, but I love the authenticity that this okay. job requires. Okay. It's it's the best part and, of it. And your job is to actually pay attention to people in power and ask. You don't have to be difficult, but you have to ask questions. Now, that ask part questions. is fun with mm-hmm. the, like, when you know somebody's handing you something that's not honest right. and you get to needle back you on that. You have a little like, BS meter going there. That is very satisfying, okay. I will. <laughs> okay. So there's people say that there's two things about journalism. It's either the first draft of history or literature in a hurry. 
Is that an either or, or is it both, or like, how does that work? I think it can definitely be both. Mm-hmm. One of the things that's heartbreaking about our industry right now is how quickly everything has to happen. Mm. I think people don't understand or appreciate that like when something is happening and we put out just a little brief about it to let people know, right. oh, you know, X, Y, and Z is happening. Here's the like, little snippet, but you need to give us a day to actually figure out what's going on because right. we can't. Just You're, put that out there. Right. You know? There has to be some basis in fact. You've got to be able to make sure it's true-ish, like, as, as far as you know at that moment. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 100% true. And, you know, a lot of the time that means we don't cover the entire issue because we don't right. know all of the pieces. Because it's like an iceberg. You see what's visible, but there's probably a lot under the surface that right. you don't know what's going on. Context right. is so important right. in what we do. You know, it, it defines everything of why, how did we get here? Why did this happen this way? Right. Right. And that's one of the things that I really stress about as a, you know, editor is right. this this normalization of, oh, here's the two cent Facebook post from a politician about what's really going on. And people are like, that's it. That's what that, he said. That must be true. You and you're know. like, there's so much behind that that you don't know about. And it's, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, okay. Um, but I do think the first draft of history, I have a magnet that says that on my refrigerator, oh, which you? shows how like, you know, basic I am on some level. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a good story but. because people, historians will look back and say, what did we think at that time? Because that's what we knew at that time. And then and then you got to go see the whole change in that story. Right? One of the lines of businesses I'm looking to develop is actually like a researcher who does nothing but go through our archives. Because we get requests four or five times a week right. from somebody who's writing a book or looking in their family history or whatever. Like that record is precious in the long term right. of things. Wait, you um, don't have the morgue just full of like dusty newspapers and I can go oh down there? We used to in the like Bill Lynch days. Yeah. And it was so much fun to play around. And we had Jack London's original writings that he did for the paper. He, he wrote for the paper? Yeah, he yeah. was a columnist? He was a columnist for the IT. I did not know that. Um, okay. And we had like he would hand write his stuff and send it in and that's great at it you know and we have i think they're, they must be at the big collection and, and maybe the sonoma county archives has a copy of it too uh, or something uh, but, but that's it cool was, it, it was so cool and like just you know so much history that okay. would get lost otherwise like the spaghetti eating bunny that made the cover of life magazine from what? sonoma what is the spaghetti <laughs> Because apparently that Tell was a th- thing. Back so then. was there the item Sonoma Valley, a spaghetti eating rabbit, like a full cover, like of a real like rabbit, this bunny with a napkin tied around its neck, oh, like, with a, like like a, the, like an actual bunny rabbit, like like we're, we're talking an actual mammal, yes, not a human an being animal? dressed in an animal costume, no. Nope. Not a nope. furry. And okay. this bunny liked spaghetti and somehow ended up on the cover of Life magazine. In, that's fantastic. Uh, I want to say it was the late 30s. Um, okay. And that's that's precious history. See? Can I get a copy of that? I have the That needs to go in the visitor in my, guide. Um, okay. I have a copy of it hanging okay. in my office because it cracks me up every that time. That is kind of random. There is also a great headline I came across recently that was from the uh, late 19... I think it was 1918 um, that was ladies are advised not to drink and drive because apparently men could handle their liquor and driving oh, back then, but ladies could not. Well, <laughs> so. for the record, no one's advised to drink and drive. <laughs> no. And you no. can walk or have someone drive you, and there's plenty of tours to look out for here. Wow. Shows how things don't age That was in the, in, well. in the Index Tribune, for <laughs> yes. real? God. 
that was probably during Prohibition, too. It was like bathtub gin. They're like, you might go blind. It was, yeah, not okay. everything ages well in the newspapers, but that's also important, too, because it's that moment in time. That gives you, you're absolutely right. Uh, another question for you. Mm-hmm. Emily, you've been doing this a long time, fairly long, and you have to cover a lot of public and government issues, and, and you know, so we can stay informed, right? That's what, you know this stuff. So my question is, who is your favorite member of the Marin Cinema Mosquito and Vector Control District? Ooh, yeah. deep one. <laughs> Honestly, I could not find one. And I know that they can't fill that spot right now because they keep sending me press releases. <laughs> like, we need anybody, somebody to maybe fill it's this. You. So if you're listening and you are inspired by Marin Mosquito Marin, Vector. Uh, uh, Sonoma Mosquito and Vector Control District. Um, uh, they are looking for a, a body right now. Guys, this is the only kind of stuff that you can find through your newspaper. <laughs> and this is democracy in action. <laughs> Pour out that water in the spring so the mosquitoes don't breed. It's been like a year. They keep sending. Nobody For real. wants this position. Nobody wants this position <laughs> because they all want to be on the uh, San Rafael Lighting Landscape District. That's the exciting yes, one. Yes, absolutely. That's, that's where the politics happens. Oh, my God. The Tree Advisory Committee from Petaluma. <laughs> that is... They have to decide. You call a that a maple? Get the hell like, out of here! It's it's a big deal. I've got your oak right here. <laughs> okay, here's, here's a, a good question that I think... A lot of people wonder what it's like for you. And have you, using your cub reporting skills, plucky determination, and a little bit of daring do, ever solved a small town murder? Oh my God, that is actually one of my dreams. Like, (laughs) with a bullet, like, I want so badly to have some role in uncovering the great, you know. Right, the thing. The, the, um, Santa Rosa's hitchhiker murder, you know, right. that was never solved. Like this, there was like seven girls killed in the 70s. This is awful. Um, uh, it's terrible, yeah. but yeah. it's never been solved. It's never like, been solved. We could do it. Well, it'd be like, like um, well, uh, what, what murder she wrote, Jessica, uh, the main character, it was set in Mendocino, the county to our north. Mm-hmm. And there's always, it's always the small town writer person who was like, wait a minute, that man opened the door with his left hand. And there's all these right? newspapers that start true crime podcasts now, like Dirty John with the LA Times and really? uh, Bear Brook, whatever that NPR did. And they're solving crimes. And I'm like, let's, let's we gotta get do in on one. this. Like, all right. Not that there's a lot of crime, thank God, in Sonoma. Almost but, none. But if it happens, I want you to solve it as like I'm gonna the reporter. Do my darndest. Okay, thank you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take care of that. I have solved some like weird little oddsies like we wrote a story once about uh i think it was raccoons but it might have been possums kept like congregating in the back of a business behind the plaza and nobody could figure out why and they were trying to cause like trouble and it turned out somebody was throwing their garbage out there from another (laughs) (laughs) so it was really a dumping issue together but we solved you solved the the crime history of the raccoons of the raccoons in the alley yeah that's good and i bet you uh, like uh, JMB has been on the on the podcast before. He can write a song about the raccoons in the alley, or <laughs> that could be one of the bands. Um, all right, we have we have a couple more questions for you, mm-hmm. but you're gonna have to help me with something. A, 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 one big threat to the newspaper business was um, the internet when it first came out, and actually it was Craigslist because a lot of the classies, the classifieds, were how newspapers made a lot of money. That was rough. And then yeah. uh, Craig Newmark's like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna destroy democracy by giving out free classified ads. Who would have thought? <laughs> I know. It seems so innocuous at right, the time. Right, and it we greatly like, changed this it. This won't threaten us. And Not, then... I remember, this is just back in the day, <clears throat> um, I used to be a teen reporter for the San Jose Mercury News, and my editor at the time showed me a thing, uh, I think at the time it was called, oh, I don't know, the Mercury Place or something like that. It was a closet with some like modems, 
And she's like, we're going to put the newspaper so you can see it through your computer. And I'm like, no way. She's like, yeah, I don't know if it's going to work out or not. But like, <laughs> like, and we're like, this is amazing. <laughs> uh, so, and that, uh, that did affect newspapers, but you guys did adapt. Newspapers adapted to essentially not even being newspapers anymore, your media companies, your content companies, right? So that's, that's where you're at. The reason why I bring this up, the, the next wave of threat, and I, and I hope I don't make your eye twitch more here and make you freak out, people are talking about things like chat GPT and, and AI, right? Artificial intelligence writing, which could be a threat. It could be a threat to you and I. You and I could be in a simulation right now and not even know it, right? I feel like that's probably happening, but let's not go down <laughs> that rabbit hole. All right, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read some examples of writing. Can you, if you be a good sport, you, oh. you can walk out right now if you oh, want. But this is going to be intense. But we have to decide what's been written by AI. A bot. By a bot, mm. right? Versus written by a real person. Okay. So can you can you? Do, I, I literally players. yeah I literally went to I didn't use Chat GPT I used one of the other ones because Chat GPT wanted my phone number I'm like you're not getting my phone number. <laughs> <laughs> Never give AI your phone I, they number. They probably have my phone number. That's but how the singularity begins. Exactly, and then and then alternate <laughs> happens, and then whatever was, was alternate was Skynet Skynet's yes, coming. Exactly. Okay, ready? So here's an obituary, and you have to guess. I'm read two of them. You AI have to guess. write obituaries. Now? Well, you just have to guess. Okay. <clears throat> Maybe they write them for, I don't know, like uh, for bots, maybe. You never know. It's like <laughs> what's that? So Blade Runner kind of stuff. <laughs> okay, here we go. Obituary. It is with heavy hearts that we announce the passing of our beloved Julie, who passed away peacefully at 98 years old on June 15th. She was born on August 28th, 1925 in Springfield. Throughout her life, Julie was known for her incredible talent, which she cultivated from a young age. She was a teacher for 35 years and was highly respected by her colleagues for her dedication and hard work. Julie will be deeply missed by her family and friends, who will always remember her infectious laughter, unwavering kindness, and boundless love. So that's that's the first one. That's a one. lot of cliches, so that's, that's a, a red flag right there. Okay, good. Go. So you're good. Good. Ready for the second one? Richard Nixon is gone now, and I am poorer for it. He was the real thing, a political monster straight out of Grendel and a very dangerous enemy. He could shake your hand and stab you in the back at the same time. He lied to his friends and betrayed the trust of his family. Not even Gerald Ford, the unhappy ex-president who pardoned Nixon and kept him out of prison, was immune to the evil fallout. Ford, who believes strongly in heaven and hell, has told more than one of his celebrity golf partners that I know I will go to hell because I pardoned Richard Nixon. <laughs> which one's real? Which one's AI? This makes me feel like AI should write obituaries <laughs> if that's what we're going to get, because I'm hopeful the Nixon one is, because that is the best obit we've hired in a while. You can tell that families write obituaries, not Newspaper right. people because right. they're flowery, right? Um, but that's a real obit, right? That's there. good. You're that's right. Like New York Times quality. You you are so <laughs> spot on. So the first one was an AI. I put in write an obituary, and I put in I made up the name Julie and the dates, but otherwise I put in like you know, uh, it's with heavy heart we announced the passing of name, you know, our beloved name <laughs> who passed on the date. But it's like it's like Mad Libs, right? Yeah. It was like yeah. Mad Libs. Um, the second one is actually Hunter S. Thompson's obituary of Richard Nixon in oh. Rolling Stone. Um, which definitely has a voice to it. The best. A great a, a great valley voice, voice of, too. Uh, so, yeah, so it's a little different, right, than the AI, which mm -hmm. I find, I think you're right, the cliches, uh, the lot of commas. Mm -hmm. It's what, mm -hmm. what I used to write when I was 15. I, yeah. Yes, yes, um, absolutely. Although I am working with some publishers across the state to uh, test some AI software that does fact-checking, and that oh. is fabulous. <clears throat> So you know the there's a there's a theory that Google can control reality, for example, by deciding what are facts, right? And I know we're going to this post truth, blah blah blah. But this is before before 
what we just went through. Mm-hmm. Someone were talking about if you were good enough at controlling search, you could create facts that people wouldn't go too deep to find the truth and it become it. So I wonder, I'd be interested to see how AI, if, if, if they filter that or not. I, I would love to peek behind that veil. Yeah. Um, we had Richard Gingras, the news director for Google, at mm. a conference I threw last month um, for statewide journalism conference, and there was a lot of grilling on that kind of stuff. Right. It was a really interesting conversation, but um, they really have no sense of what they're doing. To well, the think there's no authorship. Like your name, your bylines in the paper. And, and your email address is there. Screaming and I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's not how the raccoons in the alley went. <laughs> but You're with, maligning the raccoons. Right, with Google, there's no one to talk to. Nope, okay. nope. And um, <clears throat> there was a terrifying Stanford study that came out that only 0.01% of kids can tell the difference between Point real... 0.01%. Real sourced information and stuff that's just on the internet. Okay. Um, three Thanks. out of almost 3,500 kids were able to do it. Warning, journalists doing math. Good job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good job. Never trust a journalist attempting to math. Here's, okay, here's, can we do another one of these? You want to help me? Okay. I'm going to read two more uh, paragraphs. <clears throat> you help me decide. Sonoma Valley is a great place to visit with plenty of things to do and see. You can enjoy the scenery or take part in some of the many events that take place throughout the year. There are also plenty of places to eat, drink, and shop along Highway 12, as well as other roads through Sonoma Valley. That's one. Ready for the next one? (laughs) Welcome to Sonoma Valley. We're glad you are here. From the vineyards on the hills to the charming small towns to the stunning vistas from the mountains, Sonoma Valley will win you over. Just 45 miles north of San Francisco, Sonoma is the ideal escape for travelers looking to slow down and enjoy the best of California's food and wine scene. Is this how you insert ad copy, just low-key into these things? Oh, a little plug. Remember, for- brought to you by General Mills, <laughs> your favorite cereal. So between those two, which one do you think? I'm, I'm going to say the first one was probably uh, bot-created because, again, total lack of personality. Do you, do you think along Highway 12 and other roads? <laughs> I think the bot went to Google Maps and like, well, there must be other roads. So, Although I have seen some very poorly written press right. releases that I know right. came from human beings, so it's oh, always yeah. hard to say. We're pretty good at those. Um. One, one thing that I love about travel is we always say from, from blank to blank, comma, there's something for everyone. Oh, yeah. Right? So, That's like, a classic. And, and you see, or, or it's the workplace day, um, or you're going to stay another day. Like, there's so many tropes that we lazily go to. I think AI looks for that stuff, right? I mean, that filters to the top because we all use it so much. We um, do. I spend a good year while they're learning Sonoma beating that out of my cub reporters of, like, <laughs> really? With the cliches? <laughs> really with the cliches? <laughs> <laughs> Like, but they're so good. They're so good. Oh. Okay, um, two, uh, last one, and then we'll get into our next section, which is you're going to help me answer questions from, from visitors. Ooh, I okay. love that. Okay. Uh, this one is a biography of Emily Charrier. Charrier. Oh, Charrier. Exciting. <clears throat> Ready? I'll read some. Okay. Emily Charrier is a, well-known, is, is a well-known name in the Sonoma Valley, where she has been a journalist for several years. She currently works as a reporter for the Sonoma Index Tribune, a local newspaper that covers news, events, and other happenings in the area. Emily was born and raised in California, and she developed an early interest in writing and journalism. She pursued her passion by attending the University of California, Davis, where she earned a degree in English with a focus on creative writing. After graduation, Emily began her career as a freelance writer, contributing articles to various publications, blah, 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 blah. 
blah, blah, blah. Okay, so that's one. I love that because my sister went to Davis, so clearly it did some research. <laughs> <laughs> and here's a I won't tell you which one's which. Sonoma Index Tribune publisher to assume new roles editor. Sonoma Valley's most decorated newspaper is under new leadership this week. After three years as publisher of the Sonoma Index Tribune, Emily Charrier is also became editor on July 13th. Uh, while she grew up in West Marin, Charrier, 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 Charrier. Has deep connections. Just pretend the C is an S. That's okay. the easiest one. Okay, Charrier has deep connections and a rich Sonoma Valley history as her mother was raised on a prune farm north of Kenwood. Uh, she was initially hired in 2006 by former IT publisher Bill Lynch. Blah, blah, blah. Which one of those is, I, is, is AI <laughs> and which one of those is possibly written by a human, Emily? Considering the first one had not very good facts in it, I'm going to go with the second. Also, I wrote the second <laughs> one, so that helps. I was going to say the second one was um, staff report from the Index Tribune. Yeah, whenever that <laughs> happens, I'm like, give us a bio exactly. and we'll throw some quotes the in it. The staff report. So it's funny. So, the, so AI did have you going to becoming an Aggie instead of a duck. So at UC Davis, the Aggies, I think. But again, it did its, it's research. My sister, my sister is all over that similar, institution. So oh, okay. Used, Same last name. Last name. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. I just like <laughs> might as well be her. Uh, you know, one of the benefits though of being, I should say, of being a journalist, other than the high pay and the uh, very short yes. public meetings, is you guys get good obituaries. You do. We get some good obituaries. You do. I read. National obituaries, you know, like that, like curmudgeonly guy a few years ago yeah. who wrote his own obit, and like, mm. you know, it went super viral. And I'm like, this is what people should do. This right. is what I would want my loved ones to do right. for me. Is like be as ridiculous as possible. Be well, you got, but when a journalist dies, it's usually on on or near the front page. It's not always above the fold, but it's somewhere. Mm. And it's a good one because because you're you're the people you work with. Hopefully, either liked you or had good stories about you. To write a good obit, yeah, right, yeah, and, yeah. and that's the thing. So that is one of the, the payoffs of being a journalist, I think. Yeah, that is true. You always have somebody to do your bidding after you die because we know writers. <laughs> it's your revenge. <laughs> do, you, do you guys all have an envelope in your desk in case of my untimely death? <laughs> my <some> obituary. <laughs> that's right. In case you're wondering, uh, did not go to Davis. <laughs> In spite of what Google or AI says. I say all the time, though, my favorite part of my job is being around journalists all the time because right. we are, I'm just going to say it, more entertaining than the average bear because we talk to all sorts of different people. We are naturally curious. We, you know, have twisted senses of humor. It's a um, fabulous industry in that regard. I think it's there is like a certain sardonic, uh, cynical... But but if you scratch, there's like the idealist underneath there. They're like there's they want to see better that. people. You yeah. fight the idealism and the realism constantly. Mm -hmm. um, but you also have to care a lot because, as you said, we're not getting paid a huge amount of money right. to do it, and right. it's a lot of work. You're getting so. paid in adulation and respect in the, in the comment <laughs> section. Yes, yes, and the, the just deep love that the online community shares. Which, Okay, online comments, mm. which might be someone underneath this video by the time we get it done. Do you guys know who those people are in real life? Or are they so all anonymous? We do have a way to look up what they signed up under, but oftentimes that's only a um, email address, so who mm. knows, you know? I don't know if you remember a few years ago when Rachel Hunley had those mailers sent out about her and it had an email address that we ran through our system and found one of the commenters oh, really? was attached to that email address wow. um, who happened to be a developer who was not a huge fan of Rachel Hundley's uh, <laughs> oh, no. policy. 
heresies on oh, development oh that he was God. trying to pass through. For and real. it was just one of those like chef's kiss little You're gem like, this moments. Is, thank you for um, the bow on this story. <laughs> <laughs> it's also like, get a burner email, dude. Like, I know. It's like, get an AI to do it for you. Well, it is interesting because I, I do, I mean, you should never read the comments, but we all read the comments. Oh, I have to and, read the comments to delete all the racist ones. Oh, you, well, I, you know, <laughs> that, maybe AI could help you with that, I hope. Uh, that's, that's a really um, good one. It is interesting that the, some people are on there, like you click on their name, and there'll be like five comments from just the past hour on just random sports stories, um, you know, a news story, a, a, a chef's recipe. Mm-hmm. And like, do you just sit at home and have opinions? Um, in this town, yes. I know really? instantly there are three people. Every time a story hits, they will say something, even if it's like. Just their hot takes. Usually one's very jokey, and I totally appreciate his okay. comments. Um, one's just like, wow, that's neat. And you're like. <laughs> Excellent addition okay. to the conversation there. <laughs> Thanks <laughs> you know? for sharing. But uh, I do, I have a love-hate relationship with online comments because they can get toxic so quickly and we do have to shut down our comments more often than we probably should um, because they just, they're too much to monitor at times. Right. But um it's also how people connect with us in a really in their day to day life, mm-hmm. you know. And I hear about it all the time. Of oh, I saw that story on Facebook. Oh, I saw that story on Facebook. Or right. people, whenever people start to fight with each other in the comment section, I get blown up on my text messages. People are like, are you seeing this? <laughs> you know, this is click gold. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it does. I mean, those it's, discourses are an important part of and it. Sometimes, and that's I, I say actually, it is if it can be constructive or at least interesting. And not devolve into our worst base instincts, you know. There, I've seen really good discussions of everything from like, like a roundabout, for example. But people are like, well, consider this, and here's a study, and it's actually a really in-depth conversation. People will like it's, learn yeah. and from each other sometimes, and right. it's beautiful to see. Um, and I, I do appreciate when public officials jump on there, and right. like if people are spinning off in the wrong direction, they right. course correct, right. you know, um, and say no, 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 you're misunderstanding. And that's that's probably this. because you are the public sphere. You're literally we have a plaza where people go talk, but you're literally the the media plaza for a space. And if people do it correctly, that's the beauty of, you know, of a, of a free media, of free speech and and like the free exchange in the marketplace of ideas, which I love. Yeah, yeah, it really is amazing. Um, you know, occasionally we have to block people. Right. Uh, thank God it's not that often, but you, you only get to say so many terrible things before you get kicked off the island. Maybe what and you do is like, we're now going to reveal your real name. Like you say one <laughs> more bad on thing. Facebook, here's your where people oh, are doing it. Never mind. Your, you know, whatever <laughs> right. name. Uh, right. But um, they will like call like a year later and be like, please unban me. I miss being a part of it. You really? know, like they feel left out when they're yeah. no Sorry, you're on timeout, kid. In the, I know, I know. I yeah. feel like Facebook in that moment when, you know, you go to Facebook jail because you've been awful, and then 30 days later you get to come back. Um, <laughs> what did I miss? Are <laughs> you playing Capture the Flag or Hopscotch? Or <laughs> is it dodgeball? Yeah. But, yeah, if people say they'll behave, I'll let them back on. Okay. And then, you know. Oh, so you have the ban hammer. You're the one. You wield the ban hammer. There's a few of us, oh, but, boom. yes, I'm okay. the one that does it that most it. often um, okay. because... I think if people have crappy, bad, malformed thoughts and opinions, they should just do what other people do and get a podcast. There you go. Thank it's, you. It, that's a medium that everybody's getting on board it's with. It's just garbage. Um, it's just full of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it's just a cesspool. I see. That's the thing. I have so much respect for what you do because, like, writing is—you can skim it. You know, mm-hmm. like you can just get the highlights. You don't have right. to sit down and consume this medium. Right. Well, basically, most people do this while they're doing something else. Right. Like violently retching over the sound of the things I talk about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got something for you. We have a section here. Are you ready? It's that part of the podcast we get to, which we call We Get Questions. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Every guest has to bring their own sound effect to it. So that's perfect. I had to clip that for TikTok. Okay, here we go. So um, just a quick reminder, people send us questions and they walk up to us, they text us. Is this like all over the country people or is this oh, yeah. no no like people walk into our visitor center they can text us you can text us right now 707-996-1090 and I'm send so many questions yeah ask us questions end up on here it blows up jose's phone <laughs> i love blowing up jose's like, phone like, ah! <laughs> so i'm going to ask you some of these questions okay and then you're going to help me answer them yep. and we can go from there so are you ready yep imagine you're in my visitor center you're one of my volunteers you're great okay here we go hi that's how they say it. Is there a winery where we can get lunch or charcuterie or some food? Nope. We don't have those here. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so town. I'm going to send you back to volunteer orientation. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's hard for me to take things seriously right. when it's that obvious. But let's say more. Which which would you recommend? Yeah. Um, I mean, Pangloss's. They have good, good to, charcuterie right there on the plaza. Hard to uh, beat. That. It's good. That's a really nice tasting room. It's you know? beautiful. It's beautiful Giant inside. chicken art. I yeah, mean, what you more gotta, could you want? What else do you need, people? Um, uh, but I honestly, I don't eat meat or cheese, so okay. I'm like a what little What are you bit doing in this a, county? <laughs> I, know, I know, it's terrible. Well, Produce I'm putting wine. that in my comment section. <laughs> <laughs> well, you expect that from Emily Shari or whatever her name is. She doesn't eat meat or cheese. There's a few yeah. people that have keyed in on this, and whenever mm-hmm. I drop a food story, they're like, don't listen to her. She That's doesn't right. eat meat or cheese. Basically vegan. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, that's a good question. So, I, and, and I like that you were able, though, to say charcuterie or lunch and pangloss, but you personally don't partake. But, True. But you partake but of I, wine? I recommend it enough. I love I it. feel okay, like that's good. that, you know, it comes around. There's also down the street from them, um, Koshan. He also will do a little yes. uh, charcuterie there. And he has really good coffee. That's a secret. There's a really good, some, some wineries have really good coffee. So, and he'll do that. And I like that if you're not a drinker, but you're with some friends, you can sit there and you know, be Italian and do espresso. You know and, what they don't do there, though? What? Tea. They don't do tea? Isn't that funny? Who drinks tea? Um, me. I went there for uh, an okay. interview, and okay. they were like, well, do you, you drink hot tea or, or, or your iced tea? Uh, neither. They don't have any tea. What kind of tea do you drink, though, again? Oh, well, well I drink whatever tea. I'm, mm. a, I'm not a tea snob. Yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm into all the teas. All, right, all the teas. I got Lipton. <laughs> and then I have, like, Lipton lemon. Fancy. Somebody sent me, there's like a special Earl Grey that was released with the royal wedding. I have oh. like a thing of that. Like, I'm all got over it. the map on okay. tea. Okay. Uh, I, do, I do like tea, too. It's good. It's good. But, yeah, so other ones, just real quick, St. Francis Winery is a really good food thing. But basically, you'd have a shorter list of wineries that don't have food. And they're not all lunch per se, but they have snacks. Right? Yeah. And they're not all meat. You can get like like nuts and cheeses oh and whatever. God. What? Those spicy almonds at Gloria Ferrar. Oh, I so you know that. Yeah. live off That's, of That's They're dangerous. They're really good and they're, they're completely so healthy. Good. So good. Yeah. When I was flying to Europe at one point, I was, went there and I was like, can I just have a big bag? And they like totally did yeah. me a solid. And the, uh, to- if, if they're Marcona almonds, which are special type of almonds, I'm not going to tell you that they are fried in olive oil, but they're so good. They're so, so good. good. Yeah. So good. Okay, ready? You're in the visitor center. This couple walks in. They look they look healthy and happy because they're from Europe. 
right? So they they have like 25 weeks of vacation. And they ask... <laughs> they're European. They're European. <laughs> we are from Germany, and we want to know more about the history of this area. Ooh. Where should we go? My gosh. We have such good historical resources in this town. My first up, and this is just a personal favorite here because I grew up going to it all the time, would be the Vallejo home. Okay. Um, I, my mother loved that building For when real? she was growing up, and she would take us there all the time. And so, like, you can go through the entire museum in eight minutes. Right. It's a it's small like... house. It was actually ordered as a kit. It came around South America, and... Um, General Mariano Vejo was one of the early uh, mayors of Sonoma and settlers here. And so you would go to the house and kind of see like what they lived like back then, right? Yeah, okay. I love that like kind of experiential. Same with Jack London State mm-hmm. Park, where you get to see inside somebody's house and right. their clothes and their beds and right. you know all that fun stuff. But also, I think totally under the radar. Well, maybe not totally, but the barracks is right. like just that gift shop alone is awesome. Spot. Uh, okay, that's an insider secret. That's yes. an amazing gift shop. It's such a great sh- place right. for like Christmas gifts, like little. Yeah, if you, you want know, Sonoma stuff, California stuff, Californiana as they call it, mm-hmm. uh, poppies, um, like seeds, plants. It's, it's the, cool. like adorable little docents in there are right. so sweet and they just they want are. to talk your ear off of like, and this happened and this happened. And, and, and there's like so. a little camera, uh, a little next door, there's a video talking about the barracks and what was there and stuff. Oh, so yeah. it's good stuff. Yeah. All right, see, you're good. You're, okay, see. Um, here's what we got, which is kind of a weird question. What's culinary in Sonoma? And then we say, I'm sorry, what does that mean? And they say, I write culinary blogs, and I'm going to be visiting, and I'm interested in culinary things. This Did they say culinary? Or culinary. This sounds like a bot, doesn't it? Because like I said culinary? Like, who says culinary? Who it says that? very Midwestern. I, I, I don't, don't know, know why. Oh, it sounds like the Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh, yes, let's talk about culinary oh items. Oh, my God. Talk about a, like, swing a dead cat. You can hit anything, and it'll be delicious. Um. <laughs> well, I mean, like, for example, okay, hold on. You, If I want to culinary stuff, you, mm. your newspaper has a lot of culinary writers yes, and stuff. Yes, this probably isn't the best edition oh. for that, because we pulled from the PD this week. You um, did, the PD, uh, the I know, I crappy know. Santa Rosa um, writers. But, yes, oh my God, we, I mean, it depends, you have to almost narrow it down okay, from well, let's, let's say Let's say I want to go to a so cooking much. class. Are there places where I can go get like food? Like people, Shauna Davis. Shauna Davis. cheese. And, and her new book called Buttermonger. 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 I just saw it. Yes. It looks good. It looks delicious. I read a New York Times article about how butterboards are the new charcuterie boards. Right. Um, butterboards so, are the new charcuterie. So we're getting a little less uh, animal-centric for people who don't eat meat. Now, yeah. if you're vegan, that's another matter. But, but I like that. Butterboards are the new charcuterie. some butter on stuff. I, all um, the time. Uh, but, oh my God, there's so many. Abbott's Passage does cooking classes, right? They, uh, yeah, I think they do. Um, uh, with Chef Kyle. I swear that was on one of the. Yes, no, you absolutely, oh, you're remembering press releases. Yes, yeah, so Chef oh. Kyle is up there. And they actually have a coffee, a culinary program. They have a whole coffee program up there, too, um, oh, at yeah. Abbott's Passage. And, and, and Kyle. I can never say his last name. Yeah, I think it's Sharier. Wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> you just got to pronounce the K like a C, like an S. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, Child. Uh, so Child's up there. No, so other culinary places. Uh, Williams Sonoma, of course, the original Williams Sonoma store yes. is here on Broadway, right next to the, the Pete's Coffee there. Because uh, I sit on their chairs when I get my coffee. Sometimes. A little other archive treasure at the IT is the uh, first ads that he took out oh, for really? Williams Sonoma, the original store. Um, uh, and like we have his what little did, uh, like, handwritten. What did a, what did a chef's things. knife cost back then? Oh, uh, like. 
12 cents probably <laughs> i don't know <laughs> so much, completely different right, so the, the answer is similar to the first one where can i get lunch there are a lot of things that are culinary in sonoma mm. right and so you can there's like cooking classes there's great markets sonoma market is a locally owned market that's just down the street here that they have a lot of sonoma products that are made here oh my god um, the farm stands the farm stands so watma strawberries that's gonna the happen patch, soon the patch the farmer's produce. market friday farmer's market like my yeehaw coffee so all all oh the god, stuff is here um, you, there are a lot of culinary things so probably the best thing to do is just come here and follow your nose and you're going to find things to do that are culinarily focused oh my, my god answer. absolutely yeah. bakeries anything anything you want to eat I love you can bakeries find here. I, over at Sweet Pea which is across the street from over here on the other side they have a thing called a, a Queen Amon the Queen, Queen I can't pronounce it but it's this delicious fantastic pastry I exactly really would be in trouble if I was so across good. from Sweet Pea no it's so that good would be a problem. yeah and then Baker and Cook uh, the other I know all the bakeries it's the best all the bakeries and all the cafes the best you know where to find me um all right, so that's good. You're good. You answered that one. Final question. Hello, I am looking to find a yoga class on a vineyard for an upcoming trip. Oh my God, on a vineyard? Yeah, any recommendations? I'm sure there's a thousand. I've just never done it because I focus on goat yoga at Charlie's Acres. Um, <laughs> you know, it's close. So tell me about that. What's that about? Oh my God. It's like everything you would want. Charlie's Acres is an animal rescue here in Sonoma. They do farm animals and you can just go take yoga classes there with little goats running around. Just running around like, everywhere. Like, it's like in the dirt though, so you really have to own the okay. farm lifestyle. Right, you like, you're be not there. gonna go in your Lululemon and no. like you know, zhuzh it up. But you can go like in your Dick Sporting Goods brand uh sweatpants. Totally. Or your PE coach shorts. And Pets Lifeline does kitten yoga. They do. Yes. Where you can just have kittens running around you. And that to me. That sounds like, like a lot of fun. I would do that over a vineyard personally. Okay. But, okay. You know, I'm sure there's a million that do vineyard. There are. So like um I know Vianza does stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um Sonoma Yoga is uh, a local yoga company. They're over on Fifth Street West and they do have uh, yoga they do other places. Mm-hmm. And you can often just look on our website, sonomavalley.com slash events. Or sonomanews.com and I'm sure there's all sorts of information on there but absolutely yes that's that question came in via text to us that 707-996-1090 that's a good one though yeah so Jose now you can answer it now see now I need to do a story on where you can do yoga that's unconventional unconventional yoga it's like on the back of a moving truck unconventional and dangerous thing yeah Um, because your core yeah, yeah, trying to do a headstand in a moving vehicle. Well, people do like hippotherapy. They do uh, hippo for horses. They do therapy on the back of horses because it helps their core and stuff like that. So why not yoga? Yeah. Why not? Let's bring it on. Fine. You need a <laughs> yoga mat and a big horse. Starting but. new industries here <laughs> in the podcast. <laughs> um, Emily, you, as always, it's great to always talk to you, but, but thanks for coming by the podcast. I do know uh, people are going to want to know how to find more information about your newspaper or media companies, we're calling it. Yes, absolutely. Sonoma News. It has everything. We keep it simple. And people can still subscribe to uh, the digital version. And if they live locally-ish, they can get the print edition. Yes, yes, Um, yes, yes. Um, And... I mean, just to plug our sister publications, PressDemocrat.com is also, if you're looking for a more regional approach to the right, area, but right. we like to keep it Valley-centric here, so That's, SonomaNews.com. But, Sonoma but you're right, Sonoma Magazine also is sort of a lifestyle magazine, mm-hmm. and some of, the, some of the stories migrate around the company. It's all good stuff. Almost as good as the Sonoma Valley Visitor's Guide, I hear, 
which you can get at SonomaValley.com. So what I would recommend is everyone go to SonomaValley.com, get your visitor's guide, sign up for email blasts, and then hurry over to Sonoma News for the latest on what's happening you know, this week or what's happening with the Sonoma Marin Mosquito Vector Control Board or the San Rafael Lighting District Board. All the important things. Um, but no, we have a robust events and entertainment section. You want to find right. live music. You want to find anything fun and interesting happening in town. We are right definitely there. covering it. Great. Emily, thank you so much for being on the uh, Cinema Spiel. And uh, we'll remind everybody, thanks for listening. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Mom and Dad, hope you're doing well. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Tim.